Welcome to Get Your Shoot Together, the photographer's podcast where we discuss studio, business life, and keeping it all in line. I am Kara Derryberry. And I'm Mary Fist Taylor. Hi, Mary Fist Taylor. <laughs> Hello, Kira. How are you? I am a little frazzled. <laughs> a little frazzled today. It's a, it's a been a day. I, a lot of people are feeling, uh, I'm hearing that from people. I, yeah. I, I think that's kind of par for the course these days. I think that, I, ha- I don't know about you, I, I, I think you'll agree. I feel like there's like more frazzled and days like that than there aren't. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, um, I have to admit that I snuck away and I've been hanging out at the beach. I'm so proud so of you. Out there for a few days. And yeah. So, um, I kind of checked out of kind of everything really. I'm, ha- um, I'm happy that you did. Thank you. Yeah. I, I am too. It was very nice. And I was super, Night. It was really great to see how well all the staff and the restaurants and everybody was handling it. And really, you know, I felt very good about it. Um, you know, it's different. Like there's no, you know, there's no, they don't, you can't just walk up to a bar and get a drink. You have to be seated. And, uh, and they had everything, like everything from the way you could go in and out of the pool to the way the chairs on the beach, everything was very distanced. Um, wearing, you know, only you or your party in the elevator. And of course, hotels are only at like 20% occupancy. So you had like this brand new hotel, like all to ourselves. it felt like. Well, I was going to say like, maybe, cause I mean, this is not, your experience does not sound at all like what Florida's beaches are like right now, but uh, because I, yeah. The, the, uh, not that, yeah. Um, so it sounds like you actually had kind of a a nice getaway, yeah. like where people weren't on top of you at the beach. And- no, no people, people, I don't know. Like, all, everybody there was very, there was nobody next to you. Like you were very on your own, you know, definitely everything was very spaced out. They only had like maybe 25% of their beach chairs out and stuff. So you could, I mean, it's very, very nice. That sounds lovely. Very nice. Um, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I did. So because I didn't do that, I'm going to go ahead and have happy hour now, if that's okay. I have, should do that. I yeah. have the big one. Right. The big wave. That's my secret. You know, it's funny because we opened up and had some sessions that had been waiting and they booked and we, I'm not kidding you when I tell you, and guys, I hope this brings you some hope, like, or, or maybe you all are having the same experience. And if you are, please share it. But I mean, we had four of the biggest sales I've had in a long, long time. Um, last week. And I'm like, I made enough money this month that I can go to the beach. And I ended up going and hung out with my daughter and read a bunch of books. And and this is what you would be doing in the summertime. And that's nice that you're having that bit of normalcy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's nice. I mean, unfortunately, there's a job free. So Alex hasn't found her job yet, which is yeah. you know, crazy. But, um, but uh, we got to hang out and just really just, I don't know, not is, really worry. That is delightful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was just, I can't believe I did it. And I kind of feel bad because my best friend's coming to town and I know she's kind of, she's, Tears I know. Up. Yeah. I don't know if she'll come see me or not because I know she's worried because her parents are elderly and, yeah. you know, I know she's like, you're what? You're at the beach? Like, and I'm like, but I, I mean, you know, it was no different than if I had gone to a store or grocery. I mean, I didn't see people. No, I mean, I did go to a restaurant and I had a server that wore a mask weight on me, but I don't know. It was, it just, everybody fell in line really well where I, everywhere I went, it felt very, I was very comfortable, you know, I with think, it. And also you were outside. I you was know outside. What I mean? You were outside quite a bit. I do think that's a little bit safer. I mean, all the restaurants as, were outdoors, outdoors. Right. Down. And I do, I do. I mean, the, the, it's not gone away, but certainly no. it's a bit safer outside. I agree. You know? I agree. So I have to tell you something, Kara, funny story. Tell me something. So, Somebody, I was talking to somebody recently and they said, I mean, I have to tell you, I really didn't want to listen to your podcast. (laughs) And they said, I mean, y'all's podcast. They said, I mean, I just don't have time to listen to two women chit chat for an hour a week. Oh, okay. And I'm like, fair enough. Okay, dokie then. I said, well, you know, we try not to just chit chat. She goes, no, what, what I'm trying to say is, I just, but I love it. Like, I can't not listen to it. And, it, and I said to myself, you deserve an hour to just listen to two women chit-chat. <laughs> I was like, well, you deserve whatever you, you want. But I just thought that was so funny because I thought, well, 
I seem to think that we're incredibly entertaining and who wouldn't want to listen to us, but there is evidently a small contingency out there who maybe not so much. Well, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. Um, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Well, welcome. Welcome, new listener who was re- reluctant new no. listener. Reluctant new listener. No, but I mean, you know, we took our we took a week off last week. We took a week off last week and um you know, we had planned to do the podcast and everything, and you and I got on the phone. We were just like, I can't. I, I didn't. Yeah. It didn't. Neither of us felt like we could because mm-hmm. of where we were at, uh, you know, given the state of things. And also, it felt like nothing else mattered other than, no. yeah, you know, everything got canceled. I was supposed to interview Jed last week. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, White House is going to help promote it. And they were like, we can't, we have no bandwidth left. We have nothing left. Of course, they're right there in Minneapolis yeah. where a lot of the riots have broken out. Um, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, which has been is all over the national news again, because um, the rioting and protesting is still happening. We were in a real lockdown situation for a while in our neighborhood because my neighborhood, there's a few people that live in it that they were worried about. And we're in the city, but we're in a cul-de-sac. So if, they were worried the riders were going to come after this certain person who lives in my neighborhood. And I was like, great. <laughs> so they did it. So we're fine. We're safe. Oh, I was very pleased to see the statement that White House put out. And, um, oh, so you know, many of us. Yeah. Um, oh, I was yeah. very, I was very, very pleased to see that. Um, I, frankly, to be honest with you, even to, I, I've had trouble all of the things that I'm worried about or mm-hmm. all of the things that bother me mm-hmm. seem so stupid right now. <laughs> Well, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not, don't, don't do that to yourself. But uh, how do you feel about this? So I am obviously a middle-aged white woman, incredibly, you know, feeling, oh gosh, I'm so afraid I'm going to say something wrong. This is where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm literally like, um, tr- trying to do my work and, and learn and, and get it, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm on it, you know, and I'm not going to stop. You know what I mean? Like I consider myself to be incredibly socially aware and open-minded and very, you know, very socially, very much that driven that way, you mm-hmm. know, very much for equal rights and Black Lives Matter and never questioned or worried about any of that, but I know I can do better. But how do you feel? Because you have experienced racism. Mm-hmm. You've experienced it growing up in Alabama. You've experienced it in your life. Um, you know, how has this been for you? Like, because are you... Are you a minority enough? You know what I mean? Like how do and I I don't know how to ask you that question, but I I know that you have a I know that this is something that pulls at your heart and I know that it, it's hard. So I think it's would be an interesting way for you to kind of talk about it because it's important. Well, it's um certainly I'm pausing because I have experienced racism and and the kind of racism that I experience feels like very anecdotal and mm-hmm. ignorant and silly and inconvenient and rude and just uninformed. Right. And yet every time I've experienced it, it's so offensive to me. And I'll say it to, to people and they'll be like, oh, they're just stupid. They're just, you know, whatever. And they then, don't mean it. They didn't realize they that was they didn't realize, they didn't realize that, you know, <laughs> they didn't realize that saying dot not feather to you Yes. Would be offensive. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, I'll give you. They're just an, being funny. They're just being funny, Kira. I'll, yeah, they're just being, well, or they just, <laughs> or, or, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a story that happened at my high school reunion, my 20th high school reunion. And, um, and I'm going to say all of it. And it's just so unfortunate. And it's so nothing compared to what black people in, in the in America in the, in the U.S. deal with on a daily, regular, repetitive basis. So, I was at I went to my twentieth reunion, and I was having a conversation with some friends about um, about twenty three and Me, right? Mm, and right. And so I had just got my twenty three and Me results back, and so we were showing our twenty three and Me results back and forth between me and a friend, and, and a couple of people are standing around, and my results say fifty percent. Um, uh, 50% in, in Asian. That's what it says. 50% mm-hmm. Asian. And um, specifically in India, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my friend said, uh, but you're not Asian. And I said, well, I mean, yeah, 
you know, this is Asia <laughs> here, yeah. you know? She goes, yeah, but you're not Asian. And I said, yeah, I am. I am Asian. But you're not, though. You're not. And then, and then she did that. She pulled her eyes up. No. But, and I was like. So that's, that you had to look like that to be Asian. Right. Because, I mean, and, 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 and then I showed her on a map, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, and so then I, I veered off that conversation. I veered off that conversation to um, another conversation with, like, the only other Indian person that was at the um, reunion. This guy I grew up with. And he is, I'm half Indian. My dad is white and my mom is Indian. And he is, there's my cat. Um, he is um, all Indian. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to him about it. And I said, isn't it interesting that people have categories for people? Like, they need to, you can't be, like, it feels like a lot of times people want to know where I'm from because they need to make a decision in their mind what right. I am so that they can right. move on, like move past it. Like I've noticed right. that you're different and I need to know, I need to know why you're different so that my mind can accept it and move on. And I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. It's just interesting. It's an interesting thing that I've always dealt with, like where, mm-hmm. because I don't have a very specific looking um, heritage, you know, I could be any number of things. Um, so anyway, I'm talking to him about that and he was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then there's this other gentleman that I went to high school with that's standing with us and he's like a, it's a really nice guy. And I'm going to say this because he's about to say something really, really racist. But right. he said he'd been going around this reunion the whole time. Um, he'd, been, he'd been making a point to talk about himself, to talk to people. He was there by himself. His wife wasn't there. And he really wanted to tell everyone what he'd been up to and ask them about themselves. And he was making a really concerted effort, right? Right. And so he comes up to, and I had admired that in him. Like I didn't know him, you know, super well anymore, but I was like, oh, that's nice. He's trying, you know? And so he's trying at this point to be in a conversation with me and my friend. And he overhears what we're talking about. And he says, oh yeah, I have a friend that's like you, Shakira. And cause everyone in high school calls me Shakira. So he's like, I have a friend that's like you, Shakira. And, um, you know, we always say that she's dot, not feather. No. Right. And the earnestness on his face when he says this is not that of a hateful racist person. It is that of a person who literally just wants me to know that he knows the difference between the type of Indian that I am. And his mind, this is an okay way to say it because this is how, frankly, he has been raised to say it. You know what right. I mean? It's so, it, it, he doesn't, it doesn't occur to him. It's so silly. Because he even does the, he touches his forehead and then he does the feathers behind Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it just it gets worse. Um, and so, <laughs> he, but he does it in a way that's also, I'm not, and please know that I'm not saying that this is forgivable or anything. I mean, it's bad. But I said, I'm sorry, did you say dot, dot, feather? And then he does it again. And he says, yes. He goes, yeah, you know, because you're Indian. You're this kind of Indian. You're not like this kind of Indian, right? And I was like, Right. I said, I'm going to go find Kevin and get a drink. And I left. And I walked away from the conversation. I just left my other friend to deal with it. <laughs> you know, I just walked away. Because there was this moment where I was like, okay, I can. I can really call him out right now. And, and yeah. this will be the thing he remembers. I've watched him all night. He's by himself. I've watched him all night really make this effort and try. And I could say something and it'll embarrass him. It'll mortify him. He will immediately feel terrible. I, I know, I, I felt this, like, you know what I mean? Or, or I could just leave and I felt like at the time, at the time when this happened to me, this was August of last year, September of last year maybe, I thought, I'm in his house. I'm not in my house anymore. Alabama is not my house anymore. And this is how this house is. And I, I'm just, this isn't my house anymore. I don't right. belong here anymore. And so right. I decided to not say anything about it. And I, w- I wish that I had. I'm sorry. Right. No. <laughs> I wish, no. I wish that, I wish that I, a- I, yeah, but at the time I was like, he's just ignorant and he's, um, he's just, he doesn't yeah. know better. He doesn't know better. It's and not- who, and who am I to tell him? This is how bad it is, right? Who am I to but tell him? Should- but uh, your regret is you sh- you were definitely the person that should have said, hey, I don't know if you know, by the way, that that's really inappropriate. Right. Or racist. Right. That's what you wish. That's right? what I wish. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I will, um, I will, 
I will own that this only this type of racism that I experience is very common for me. Like this has happened multiple times in my life, but it's I can in my adult life I can sort of count on two hands maybe how how much it's happened. You know, um, the most the most racist things that happen to me is people asking me what are you, where are you from, um, where are you from. I know it doesn't sound racist, but the reason they're no. asking me that is because they need to like it's because they know it's like you're different, you're different, you're different. I know you're different. I need to know why you're different. You know, <laughs> or assuming that you eat like certain food, or assuming that I know about Indian food. Right. Or, or that I like Indian food or that I could help you order on an Indian menu or, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, and, um, or that I know other Indian people or that, you know, all Indian people. Right. You know, um, um, or that I'm culturally Indian, you know, cause I'm culturally not, you know, uh, my mother, my mother's Indian by way of Guyana and South America, which was British and she was raised Catholic. So culturally, my grandmother was raised, you know, Hindu, but culturally, I was not in any way raised anyway. Okay, right. You know. Right. Grandmother was. And you did have experience. You, your grandmother was a part of your life. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, 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 then, but, then, but then sometimes you, that makes me not Indian enough now. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. And that's something I hear a lot. I have a friend who actually we'll see tomorrow. Thank God, precious. I can't wait to see you. Um, she actually, she is amazing. She does our styling at the studio for all of our decor and she does my house, but she also does my nails and I'm going to see her tomorrow. But she's half white and mm-hmm. she struggles very much. And she's, I know one of the things that, you know, her and I talk a lot about because when I was just trying, just asking questions and trying to understand and I trust her, like I feel safe that I can ask her questions and she's not going to go, you're dumb. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel good, but she struggles with very much um, an identity issue. You know, is she black enough? Is she white enough? Yes. And I, I relate. I've struggled with that my whole life. It's like, you know, yeah. um, you go your whole life and people tell you how different you are and you didn't ever notice. Nobody ever talked about it in my house. Nobody said like, your mom's Indian and you're half Indian. You know what I mean? Like I signed myself up for a native American class in fourth grade because they just asked if you're Indian, you can sign up for this class. And I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like literally in the sixth grade, I'm filling out the standardized tests. This is the first time I ever was told that I was different. I was filling out like the standardized forms for registration and um, a very dear friend of mine that I'd grown up with at this and, and still know, she said, uh, what does Shakira put on this form for race? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, you're not white. What, what do you fill out? What bubble do you fill out on this form? Right. And it didn't, I didn't even know that anyone, it, that was like this weird moment for me where I didn't know that I was different. And until that, until sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Filling out one of those forms, but you have to identify. Because you have to identify. And that was before like you had the mixed race option and everything. So I've, yeah. I've always, it's, I'm, I still struggle with it. I've always struggled with my identity as, as being a person of color or not being Indian enough to be a person of color, but yet still feel, still experience that kind of racism. And I say all that to tell you that like none of what is, is emotionally damaging to me as some of the stuff I've experienced is in, in any way, the level that black people face. Yeah. So now you have the guilt of, well, I've experienced it, but I really shouldn't talk about it because it's not as important yep. as mm-hmm. your experience. Mm-hmm. It's a really funky place to be. So I, and you're in a, a weirder state. Like it's pretty obvious what I am. And I mean, you know, we've all experienced some sort of prejudice because if I have too much of a Southern accent, then maybe I'm stupid. Or mm-hmm. if I'm overweight, then I'm lazy. Yeah. Or, you know, um, being from the South or, you know, you know, like there's things that, but those are so incredibly minor, you know what I mean? In the grand, but we all put labels on things. We do. I mean, you know, you see somebody with a real heavy accent. I'm sorry. The first thing that comes to my mind is not going to, a Southern accent is not going to be brain surgeon. And they very well might be a brain surgeon. We do label people. We just do. And do, that's not okay. Do you, you know, know, do you know that I, supre- I have, I, I can't help it anymore, but I suppress, I, I su- actively suppressed my Southern accent. Really? Because of that. Yeah. Wow. But the other thing is, is that my mom doesn't have a Southern accent, you know? Um, yeah, we don't either. And I don't, I guess it's Richmond. Like well, my mom doesn't either. Well, my mom we doesn't, have- mom doesn't have one because she's not from there, you know? Right. But like, but her, right. but her accent isn't uh, true to where she's from either because she suppressed hers heavily uh-huh. so that she could, um, so that people would stop asking her where she was from. 
Right. Because it was really upsetting for her growing up, uh, not growing up, but she moved to um, Alabama from Guyana when she was 19, so in the 70s, 18 mm-hmm. or 19. And people were just fascinated by her and wanted her to say things all the time with her accent and everything, you know. And so she got tired wow. of it, so she tried really hard to suppress it. And now she has kind mm-hmm. of like this very posh British sounding accent, you know. So I'm sure my— And I could see that with Janet Dodd. Yeah. It just makes perfect sense that that would be her accent. Yeah. Very much so. Because it sound, because she just didn't she didn't like standing out, uh, you know, um, or being asked about that, you know what yeah. I mean? And 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 she's and she's had an amazing career and and lots of opportunities her way. But she called me um, this week upset because she experienced something um, a, a customer had. Um, customer told her that she didn't like the way she talked and knew that she wasn't from here, and that she didn't like her, and that. And it was just, she was so upset and so rattled by it. And one of her employees who is black and who is one of her her friends, you know, was like, this is, this happens all the time. This happens all the time to, to us. Cause moms, you know, again, mom, it happens, but it happens so infrequently and you forget, it's enough for you to forget that you're different. It's for me anyway, yeah. it's enough for you to forget that you're different until somebody insists on reminding you, you yeah. know, and, um, and yeah, because it's not like it's not. I guess, and may, and I'm, I'm not putting words in your. I mean, it's not like people think of people that have your mom that are that are Indian, and think they're not profiled like uh, other. They're not as profiled, or maybe I haven't experienced. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like we can all, and whether we want to admit it or not, if you if you look at somebody who's Hispanic or Mexican, there are profiles. Um, you know, obviously people, you know, black, you know black people. Um, there's certain profiles that go along with race, which is wrong, a hundred percent wrong, but I don't know any with Indian people, but I also don't know a lot of Indian people because they're, I don't have a huge community of Indian people here in Richmond, mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. I mean, I think that I wouldn't know any different, like, you know, I think, and I think that happens a lot. I mean, I think, I think that's true. I think like in most communities, there are far more black people than there are Indian people, you right. know, in the U.S., you know, yeah. um, or far more Hispanic people than there are Indian people. And, in and Asians. We have a lot mm-hmm. of Asians, in our, you know, and mm-hmm. that's one thing we've tried. When Corona, you know, that was one of the things. We have a lot of businesses that we go to, and they're owned by, you know, Chinese or Vietnamese people, and they were doing so poorly with Corona because people stopped going to businesses owned by Asians across the country, mm-hmm. blaming Somehow, you know, the, the poor guy who runs my noodle shop or the, the bookstore, book you know, somehow he had something to do with Corona. I mean, he's as American yeah. as I am. But, you know, so, you know, I, I try to go out of my way, you know, and not all Greeks own restaurants. Not all Irish people, you know, drink Guinness. Not, all, not, all, Indi- <laughs> not, not all Indian people like curry, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. I- do not. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan, really. Unless it's not a coconut curry, but yeah, that's not authentic. That's so no, yeah. that's like the the spicy kind, is it? Oh, see, what do I, I know? know? I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you're terrible. I'm terrible. terrible. So there's. Well, this- it's been rough here. It's been rough here. But you know, I, I actually had a talk this morning. I, I uh, interview with uh, Latasha Haynes or Tosh, mm-hmm. Ike and Tosh, amazing photographers and everything else, you know, under the sun, and from Washington State, and you know was cool to interview her and, and, and chat with her and she's younger and she just does some really cool stuff. But, you know, one of the things she has family in Virginia and she, she's felt familiar with what's going on here. And, she, and I said to her, I said, on so many fronts, Virginia is so awesome. We were the first Southern states to legalize gay marriage. Uh, we were the first Southern state. We were the first Southern state to have a black governor, like so progressive. But then we also are the state that's full, chock full just look at the news of Confederate monuments. Yeah. Every corner of my city. Yeah. And I grew up, Kira, thinking that those were just I didn't I didn't give it a second thought. But I'm white. They of course they didn't bother me. It didn't stand for anything to me. You know what I mean? And and now I I'm I'm embarrassed that I didn't, you know, think about it sooner. And I, I can't imagine that these monuments will stay up. Well, well, people are taking them down left and right, which is fine. That people are being hurt. I don't know if you heard about that. There's a, somebody in a coma right now because one of the statues fell on him last yes. night in Tidewater or Portsmouth. So, so I was watch- dangerous. I was watching a couple of weeks ago. Feels like yesterday. I, I don't know. Every time is like all one thing to me. Time is yeah. construct. Yeah. But um, I was watching live the Birmingham 
um, protest right. and then yes. riot that happened. And, and they were, you know, the reporters that were covering it, they just kept, kept trying to record, you know. Um, and so there were, um, there was the mayor who is black, who was pleading with the, the um, people at the protest to please let him take, get the, get the monuments down safely. Cause that was what he was yeah. trying to do. And he had been trying to do it, but he'd been in a legal battle. The city of Birmingham had been in a legal battle with the state of Alabama over removing it. And I'm sure you're familiar with like, yeah. you know, so this, but, Birmingham is like 75% black, right? Yeah. And I read this somewhere in the comments on the, um, and I thought it was a really good point. So Birmingham is 75% black, and yet you have these Confederate monuments, you know, for, to, for history's sake, in major areas of their downtown, right? Right. If, right. if the town had been 75% Jewish, is it appropriate to have a statue of Hitler in the, in the downtown? Like no, of course not. Then why is it appropriate to have Confederate monuments in the downtown of a, of a city that is seventy five percent black, or any city, or any city, any city, yeah. or any city? Well, and this is the thing. Okay, I keep hearing this history argument. Well, and my daughter told me this. She said I saw this funny meme, and I know you'll appreciate it. She said, "Yeah, because don't you remember in elementary school when we just carried around all those monuments all the time in the classroom, and that's how we learned history." No, I mean, those monuments are not there. We're not rewriting history. No. I'm not a, I don't think we should rewrite history at all. I think it should live in the history books truer than it actually probably does, quite frankly. Yeah. However, um, I don't think a monument, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's, you know, something you're proud of or something you want to idolize. Celebratory. Or or whatever. To, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we have Arthur Ashe is one of the monuments we have mm -hmm. on Monument Avenue. And I love Arthur Ashe is from here. He did a lot for, you know, youth here, specifically black youth, inner city kids. And it's a great monument or Maggie Walker, or there's some people that should be celebrated, um, you know, but these are just silly. And unfortunately, and we all know this too, at least here in Richmond, the monuments were not put up and even close to the era or time when these people were actually, famous or a lot, you know what I mean? We're no. like, they were put up during Jim Crow. So right. it was, it was put up to intimidate. They were put up at the whole reason, in my opinion, they were even put up at least here from the history and what I've read and what I've learned. It was, uh, it was horrible. It was nothing to do with, it was to intimidate. It, it, it was, a, it was a power, it was a straight up power move. And, and and anyway, I'm going there. And, yeah, yeah. But it's you know a hot topic here, obviously. And um, what else are we going to talk about? I have I I have I can't talk about anything else. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like because that's just and we haven't actually talked about it. But how do we handle it in our businesses? That's what I asked Tasha. I said, let me ask you. And I said, and because I've kind of, I mean, obviously, I have a very strong opinion about religion politics, but those are things that I don't normally go there with my business. Right. You know what I mean? Like. I can respect, you know, I, I'm not going to, I just don't. And maybe I should, and maybe I will. Who knows? The year's not over yet. But this I did. It would, and and honestly, um, you know, this I did. And also um, when Virginia was trying to pass, you know, gay rights or gay marriage, we mm -hmm. were very about it early, early on. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's just certain things that I'm like, well, you know what? If this is going to piss you off, then don't let the the door hit you on the butt on the way out the door. I, like, I feel the same I way. Don't, you. I don't need you and your money. I don't need you. So if I'm going to lose business over it, then I need to because, you know, part of what we really sell and do is people being attracted to who we are and what we make and what we create. So a big part of my identity is how strongly I feel about equality and how strongly I feel about Black Lives Matter. So we did. Our business really went there pretty hard. Um, I know that you're doing some similar things. I, I think that's something that people, it's a very personal decision. Yeah. And I don't think we're here to tell you that you have to do it. But quite frankly, if we had not blocked out last Tuesday or posted, you know, support from our business, I would not have been able to show my face. I would have been mortified. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you know, I feel exactly the same way. And you and I, I talked to you about it last week because I was like, I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to do something. You helped me you know, you were like, what if you, you know, did something right. to help support minority businesses and, and showcase them. And so, um, I, I'm actively actually this week is, um, I'm giving away 10 headshot packages, branding packages to 10 minority business owners in town. And it's just totally chosen at random. And I've asked people to nominate businesses. I have tons, tons of nominations. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Um, the other 
positive thing that happened that I'm excited now to to um, activate as far as like in my network is I, you know, I, I posted that essay, kind of my story personally and how and how I understand, but I ser- seriously haven't experienced the same thing. But I posted that story on my um, Instagram and on Facebook and on my website, and I sent it out in an, in an e-blast to my client base with mm-hmm. the minority uh, business showcase. So basically it was like a, you know, nominate, your, you know, the minority business owners. And in that email, I included the essay that I wrote. And so I had several, um, many actually, people write me back thanking me for it. And then I also had, um, and booking, by the way, and I also had um, one person write me back who was the head of the minority, um, the Big Ben Minority Chamber of Commerce, um, asking if he could share it with their, mm. with their membership. And then, yes. and I didn't, I didn't even know that this existed, like the, this organization existed. And so yeah. I joined like immediately. And then um, a, a lot of the entries that I have for this are people I have never met and people that are from this um, because, because of that, you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm just like excited to like see this whole new area of my business grow and meet new people in the process. Yeah. And if I lost people, that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that, that was cool. I'm so glad that that worked out because, um, well, yeah, because you were trying to make a decision whether to continue doing business with somebody. And the, the guilt you were feeling was it's a minority owned business. And I feel like now I should. But let me just tell you guys, she should not probably do this because they, they didn't treat her right. Like it, <laughs> it goes, but you know, it has to be good right. on both sides. Right. And I said, if you want to do something, do this. And, you know, so we kind of chatted about it and then next thing I know of course Kira she's got a, a graphic done of course I like <laughs> need your logo to be bigger but, but other than that it was done and out there and I kept seeing it all the whole time I was at the beach it would pop up in my feed or on my stories but I'm glad that you got a lot of response I I think that we need to go out of our way now more than ever to make sure that we're touching base and referring and talking about all businesses a wider scope of businesses we need to be more conscientious about our social media and our websites and everything in our marketing material, making sure that we're, we don't look like we don't even, you know, we don't even work with people of different, you know, backgrounds or races or whatever. I, I agree with you. And I was kind of thinking at the, at the time, and I'm still actively working on it. Um, but what actionable items can I do now? Like this minute, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, those were some of the things that I could do right now, you know, and also like photography is what I know, you know what I mean? So yeah. let me, let me help. Let me, let me donate. Let me contribute in that way because that's what I'm able to do. No, absolutely. You know? And I love that. And that's a great thing. I mean, you know, we did that. We did a very similar thing. The reason that came so easy is we had just finished up the one we did for the frontline heroes mm-hmm. where just nominate your favorite frontline hero. That's doctors, nurses, publics, people who work at publics, you know, police officers, EMTs, um, firemen, whatever, that was had to work through the whole thing. That they, they, they weren't like us sitting at home. They were essential workers out there that worked. Nominate, and we're, we, we did the same thing. We're, we pulled, you know, names, and we're giving away 25. But we got all these amazing people's names that now, you know, we're going to give something to. And and I'm glad we can do that. But the minority-owned business piece is great. You know, we spent all last week only only posting minority-owned local businesses, like local restaurants that you could help, especially ones here that were really hurt either through COVID or through the riots. Because a lot of the riots were downtown where a lot of minority-owned businesses are. So unfortunately, the protests and riots, um, there were three or four businesses that were just demolished. They were open for three days and then completely shut down because of the riots and their stores were burned or smashed. And so there was a lot of fundraisers set up for these businesses and we posted and shared it. It feels so small and inadequate, you know, but not only did we donate to all of them, but we were able to give a little something, but share it with our limited audience. Um, And that's what we did. That's how we handled it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to do more too. I'm not sure what that is, but I want it to be incredibly genuine and not, um, for once. And you'll know, you very rarely ever hear me say this. It's not a marketing thing. Like I no. want it to be, you know what I mean? Like, and I, 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 there's that fine line with me cause I turn everything into a marketing thing, but, um, for it not to be. And I'm worried 
when I posted that stuff that it would look like a marketing thing. But really what it was is a control thing. Because mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I feel like is very out of control. That's what I felt like for months now because of the pandemic and then this I have very few things that I have control over at this time. And when I'm trying to think about what I can do and what actions I can take now, I have control over being able to produce photography, give it away if I want to, showcase, you know, minority Black-owned businesses if I want to. I have, that's control. And yes, I know that it, it looks, it can look like I am doing this as a marketing ploy, but I'm here to, you know, and I know, and, and I know all you can do is know your reason behind why you do something, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And absolutely for me, it was just because I needed to be able to do something, you know, control some of the narrative, (laughs) control. That's a narrative you can control. And, and I, and I, and I agree. And and, and in a very positive way, because hopefully the people that receive that great package, they'll get to use it and it'll help their business. And, you know, maybe even Kira going a step further is, Everybody that was nominated, call them up and say, look, you know, I can't, I, you know, maybe you offer even, and you know, I don't even use this word very often either, but maybe there's a discount or an incentive or, or get those, all those people together, make sure they all know each other Yeah, you know, connect that group. Maybe we have a happy hour or something. Well, I was going to say, can we connect? We can't have a dang no, party. can't get together. Social distancing. Uh, all I know how to do, that's like what I do. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. let's all get together and go hang out. And, uh, you know, I can't do that right now. No. Oh, I want to do that right now. <laughs> I know. It felt so good. Like I said, to get out for a few days. I felt guilty, but I don't know. I didn't feel that guilty. I felt, it felt really nice. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. really nice. You know, I was going to say, we, we joined the pool and, mm-hmm. um, and we weren't, you know, we weren't going to because I was freaked out about it. But it's like uh, we we had to be able to do to take Lucy somewhere or go somewhere and just have like some sort of like sense of vacation, yeah. something. And the pool we went, I went with um, a friend of mine and we social distanced and did everything. And I realized that like there, a lot of people aren't at the pool right now. You know what right. I mean? And so people are being really cautious and spaced out. There's also the chlorine factor <laughs> and the outside factor. And mm-hmm. I got to watch my kid frolic around a pool. Yeah. And just and you've seen her fun. do that. You know how much she likes she to does love around to a pool. frolic around a pool. <laughs> that girl could frolic in a pool all day long. All I mean, day. It was perfect. It's like a perfect babysitter. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. But I, I'm, you know, I'm, I, it's just been, I just, it's been so weird. I mean, you know, so crazy this whole year. I just, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it in words. It's so you can't. It's so device that you know, just you know, just everybody's. I don't know, so much arguing and so much, ugh, just so much. I don't know. Well, and I think, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think the distance between you know not being able to get together with people that you work mm-hmm. with or that you are friends with or you know what I mean. It's it's caused like a communication gap, and I, I you know what I mean. Like all, all I want is for long nights with you know wine and conversation with my buddies. That's all I want. Yeah. That's yeah. all I want. I know that's it just it sounds like so simple. And we could zoom, but it's not the same. It's not the same. No, it's you know, I said, you know, Terry, my, my best friend lives in Kentucky. She drove down with our goddaughter and I, I hope I'm gonna get to see her, but it's she's so concerned because of her parents. And I get that. Like mm-hmm. I so get that, mm-hmm. you know, but um I don't know. And do we, when, when is it, when are we just living in, when are we living in fear? Are we being smart? Are we just being, are, you know what I mean? Like, there's that question I keep thinking too. Like, am I going to live this way forever? You know what I mean? Like, I think, well, I mean, I think what we're going to see is like everybody getting a lot more comfortable in the summer, which is happening. You know, yeah. I, I'm feeling it. I'm doing it. I've been to the pool, yeah. you know, I've been yeah. to a restaurant, you know, you went to the beach. We're getting more comfortable mm-hmm. being able to leave. And then I think, and I don't think it'll be because of it directly, but I do think we're going to see it September. It's going to, by September, we're going to have another surge. I mean, that's, that's what the predictions are. That makes scientifically makes sense to me, you know, and unfortunately I think it'll be when we feel like a false sense of security. I I agree. (laughs) I agree. And another thing that I worry about is, you know, I don't think there's going to be, I don't know what type of if we do have to shut down again, you know, if we have to shut down in the fall and go all the way through March, you know, there's not going to be the funding and the grants. And the, I, I don't know. Eventually the money's going to run out too. So that's another, you know, I, I never was on, un, I didn't, I didn't collect unemployment. That's not, you know, what, what we did. We just got the, we got the, like the you, PPP. we had the PPP. Yeah, me too. 
um, which I need to get that application finished up for the forgive forgiveness. About well, you have it, an but, extension, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, you know, it's just, you have to think about that. I worry about other small businesses and how they'll survive it and, and it may not happen and I'm not wishing it. Gosh knows I'm not wishing it on anything. I just, it's just a strange time. And I'm glad we could just chat this week and be these two ladies that just chit chat, but, uh, but it's been a rough couple of weeks and, 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 you know, also coming out of what we felt like kind of sort of somewhat a little bit coming out of this. And then all of this hitting has just been hard. You know what I mean? And yeah. watching that video of George Floyd, which I did not watch the video. I'll have to tell you, I've seen stills that I could, that were hard enough, but I did not watch the video and that may be a chicken of me, but I did not have to understand the intensity and the, the importance of it. Um, which is more than I, I could, I could take. I got so angry about, I forget the lady's name in Central Park. That was, you know, the, with the bird watcher, I don't forget their names, but oh, yeah. that and then this all happened right off the it tail was the, of Brianna it was the lady, Taylor it was and Ahmaud Bri- Aubrey. It was, it was Ahmaud, Brianna, or Brianna, Ahmaud, and then... Ahmaud, Brianna. And then the bird lady. Yes. Right? Well, she wasn't. It was the dog lady with the bird watcher. And then, yes. and then George, George Floyd. And, yep. and, yeah, so it's just been one one thing after another. And it's just been a lot. And it's been hard to, like, want to... You know, last week, you know, last week us taking a pause, I think, was appropriate. But also, it was just like, I couldn't, even if we There's nothing tried. I could say. We barely have anything to say this week. I mean. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've had, I've had a week or so to sort of collect my thoughts and really do some soul searching. And um, I'm very thankful that I, I, you know, I know I've talked, I've, I've been, I've tried to be very open about mental health and, and, and I'm very thankful that I have been seeing this therapist since last year. Um, that it's like an online, it's very easy. So if anyone's ever just like intimidated with going to a therapist, I, I do, I do my therapy online and I think everybody needs therapy. And it's been very nice to have her to, to talk about that, you know, to talk this through. I think everybody Everybody would benefit from having some some sort of person to talk to about the trauma that has been this year. Yeah. It's yeah. been incredibly traumatic for everyone mentally and emotionally, you know. Um, so anyway, I I don't know. I just No, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. And also it's like I'm in this weird funky space that I'm like, should I only be posting very serious things or can I intersperse some fun thing? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Me too. I like I'm there too. I, I just feel like an idiot. I'm like, I don't even know. You know, I posted something fun the other day and I thought, is that bad? Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I I'm I'm all I'm all over the place right now. And um honestly and selfishly I did. I just kinda checked out for a few days mm-hmm. and I felt I felt guilty about it, but then I got over it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well I think it's know. totally a personal how you feel about it. I found myself seeing other people posting and, and being not offended by it, but like feeling like I, I couldn't bring myself to just post work and, you know, and that's a person that's personally because of where I was at mentally and where I'm mm-hmm. still kind of, you know what I mean? Like I just, so I, like I posted the first image today of like, of, of a client of client work, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause I'm like, I got to get back on this horse and start, yeah you know, posting my work again, you know, but I still, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm still doing it kind of reluctantly too. Cause I just, I do feel like social media is a bit of a somber place right now, you know? And, um, and I hope, and I, and it's gotta get better. It's gotta get better. Gotta yeah. go up from here. Right. Unless the murder hornets are going to get us. Cause uh, you know, like I keep waiting Sniper on these murder monkeys. hornets. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of crazy. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. That's mm-hmm. probably where I spent most of it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to a great one this morning with Brene Brown and Austin, Austin, Austin Channing Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. And they talked a lot about self-care and just, you know, uh, but it was funny. They both were talked about how the only thing that hasn't, like they've been so bad about so much about taking care of themselves, but they've been obsessed with like, um, with their like face rollers, you know, it's like Jade face rollers. Oh, yeah. Have you seen these? I've seen they're, them. You know what I'm talking about? Both of them are like, I mean, I, I just slap on the serum and I'm just rolling. And they both were talking about it, that 
because they feel puffy and they feel gross, but they also just anything to roll, like if just roll it away, if I could just roll it just away. And I thought it, it was off. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, of course you can't, but that's the only thing that I've, 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 both of them were saying they've just every day, they've really not skipped that. And I thought that was interesting um, that both of these women who did not discuss it ahead of time had that in common, but it was a great, if you like, you know, other, if you have to listen to another podcast, um, Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us is pretty, pretty awesome. She's had some really great guests um, and has been doing some cool stuff. That's um, awesome. She had a Brib, uh, Dr. Brib Kendi who wrote that anti-racist book. Um, which is sold out everywhere. You can't get your hands on it. She had him on earlier in the week as well. And that was an excellent interview. He's so incredibly wonderful to listen to. Dax Shepard had him on as well. Really? Um, so I really enjoy him. I'm listening to his book right now because I can't get my hands on it. Well, but. I um, I have been very, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the reading lists and the, and the TV lists that I've been seeing. Yeah. We've been trying to watch some of the stuff on Netflix and try some of it I've seen, but not, I mean, not, not near enough, you know? And so we've mm. been trying to watch some of that stuff. And um, if anyone, and I know you've seen it, or I think you've seen it, um, the John Oliver this last week tonight, mm. um, oh. there, there, there's, if you haven't seen it yet, do I really do? I know this is I know this is a heavy time and a heavy topic, and maybe you're just trying to find sunshine and rainbows and comedy right now. But John Oliver is has a very profound episode this week that is about defunding the police, and um, and it and, and it explains it. Uh, we don't have to get into that today, but I mean, like, just watch to the end because there is the most I think profound woman at the end of it explaining why the looting is happening, like it, yeah. you know, explaining. Her, from her point of view, the way she sees it, and it makes so much more sense to me personally as a person who's just been trying to understand everything that's been going on around. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I thought no, I love it, and know. I'm so glad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, as I thought I saw that. Um, there's a couple things that I've I've tried to follow, and we're in a group on Facebook that um, just trying to be better, and it's essentially a bunch of white people. <laughs> Trying to do I'm in better. the group. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're in the group, mm-hmm. um, and and there are there are black people in there too. It's just we're not asking. This is something I never knew, and this has probably been one of the biggest lessons. And you know what I went through last year with some different things we were working on with the with you know things, and I I did not know this, but I know it now. But it's that we have to do our own work and not just be you know relying on our black friends or relying on our and asking our mm-hmm. asking and I. I guess I never looked at it that way. I understand it and shame on me for not, but I did not know that that was so incredibly wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a big go to the source and fix the problem. Just like people come to us. How many emails or messages you get a week or, you know, people asking you, uh, you know, a question about running a studio or a story brand or a profit first, or would you look at my framework or would you do that? Of course I will. You know, and and could they pay me? Yeah, I mean, I do coaching. Could they pay you? Yeah, but I just if it's just a one off, I'm gonna do that. But it, yeah. it made sense. Yeah, it made sense to me, and um, so that's why I become almost obsessed with all of it. Tried to take it all in and understand it the best I can. But that was a huge lesson for me, and and uh, and one I really I didn't learn early enough. You know, it would have saved me a lot. I would have been a lot better off last year if I'd known that then. Like, you know what I mean? I wish I'd known it. I didn't know it. I feel like there's a lot of, I wish I had here. I wish I had known. I wish I had said something different. I wish I had told that guy from high school that it was, he was very offensive, you know, what he said to me and why it was offensive so that he wouldn't do that to anyone else. Right. Really just to do him a favor. Like, you know what I mean? From embarrassing himself again, you know? Right. Um, But I didn't. And I would now, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, there was somebody that posted Last week, all lives matter, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and I went by it, and I went back to it, and I thought <sighs> I can unfollow her, or I can assume she just, honest to God, has no idea, and I could say, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is incredibly offensive, mm-hmm. and I would have normally just unfollowed and been done with it, but I did message her, and I said, I don't know if you know, but this, and and she was incredibly appreciative immediately took it down and reposted Black Lives Matter and said, I'm listening and I'm learning, which is what a lot of us have been saying. Well, best case scenario there. And, but I would have normally cared done the same thing. If this had happened last July, I probably would have just 
you know, sloughed it off. I think a lot of companies and a lot of businesses, several of the groups I'm in missed it the first time and all are went back and said, we didn't post early enough. We didn't come out early enough with the statement. We thought, oh no, you don't talk about this, but you do, we do need to talk about it. Being silent is the worst thing at this point. Absolutely. 100 billion percent agree. Silence means indifference. Yeah. And I don't know how any company that has anybody of color as a client right now wouldn't be taking a stand. You know what I mean? And that would be every company I can think of. (laughs) Yeah. What company would, exactly. Yeah. I, I will not be supporting. There's some companies I will not be supporting going forward and it's because they didn't. Yeah. Or I did, or what, you know, and that's okay. You know, I don't, I, I don't know, you know, it, I won't make a big deal about it, or maybe I will. I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet, but I know we're on the same page. I'm glad that the little, all we could do is what we did, but even just our little podcast and our, our friends, you know, we said, okay, in honor of this, listen to these. Don't don't even give us a second thought. It's not about us. So It's not. In fact, we've been we'll talking this whole time, and it's not. <laughs> it's really not about us. It's yeah. not about us at all. It's about human but, beings. Yeah, in I general. Know. Anyway, so um, well, I'm glad we talked. Yeah, I am too. I'm. I you know, I wish it was. Um, I wish it was a peppier week. It's just I don't know. It you know. I, I hope I hope to see big leaping change here coming in the in the next few weeks. Um, I know I'm making some big leaping change, and you are too. You know, but we can just do what we can do. We can only. Um, we can only put our own values on ourselves. Isn't that like, I always, I always mess that up, but it's like, you know, no, it's like, I t- yeah, like I always say, I raise my kids. You can't put your, you, you can't expect others to live to the same values you put on yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? And, but I kind of, this is, I might be an exception. I'm kind of at the point now where it's like, if you can't be here, I can't be with you. you. Know, I'm not going to, I can't be with you. You can go yeah. do whatever you want to do over there, but I'm not going to be in that space. And, um, you know, it seems kind of petty or whatever to unfollow people on Facebook or whatever. And for, but I just can't, like, I don't want to even look at it. I don't want to even hear it. I'm not even going to entertain it. So yeah, you know, that's just where I'm at with it. That's but. how I feel about the, about the businesses. You yeah. Know what I mean, I've, yeah. I'm making some big changes personally, yeah. you know, so uh, it is what it is. Stay tuned. We'll see what maybe new things happen and never know. <laughs> no, no, we don't know. Who knows what fresh hell will be unleashed next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, when this comes out next week, it could be a whole nother. Oh issue. my gosh. Yeah. Because we're always yeah. a week behind. So anyway, yeah. the six people who are watching us now, <laughs> get it first. y'all got a headlight on it, but but uh, not more of us. Where do they find us? Oh gosh. Well, if you want to find us, you can find us. Uh, you can follow us at Instagram at Get Your Shoot Together. You can follow us on Facebook at Get Your Shoot Together. You can email us at girl at getyourshoottogether.com. Send your hate mail there, apparently. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can subscribe to us on all the places where you find podcasts. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all.